Hi, I'm Lizzie. And I'm Brenda. And welcome back to Small, Small Step Society. Society. This is episode 12 on the Career Path, Career Person Edition. Hi. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. Today, we have another new guest on the podcast. Please welcome Bridget Quint. Yay! <laughs> Happy to be here. Yeah. Ah, we're so excited. Yes, um, we're very excited. But of course, before we get into the episode, Song of the Moment, our weekly segment. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm Bridget Quint. Um, and uh, I am a consultant and I work for a small company called Quick Release um, out of the UK. And my song of the moment is uh, Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. Oh, oh nice. that's a good one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I was at the Penn State Michigan game this weekend and they played that one a lot. And it's always my favorite song. <laughs> and then it just reminded me of it during the game. Uh, <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. yeah, that Penn State game was. It very was, intense yeah. it was it was it was really exciting to be there yeah <laughs> i bet i was glad we won yeah oh, were you actually at penn state yeah oh wow yeah yeah, awesome. yeah it was fun but yeah no i was pretty well i wasn't like watching it but i was really on the edge of my seat yeah. metaphorically as i was checking the <laughs> scores <laughs> yeah 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 it was fun it was a good one good good game yeah mm-hmm. for sure for sure what's your song my song is called turning 20 by i don't know who it's the name yeah it's oh. actually i don't know <laughs> yeah, who. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i actually started listening to it when i turned 20 on my 20th Aww. birthday i was looking for a song that like encompassed being 20 because that's like a big change i don't know i yeah. was in my feels <laughs> and i found it and it's a very good song so that's nice yes. yeah it's a little change i normally have musicals but today it's not from a musical which is a little different but <laughs> How about you? What's your song? My song is Inertia by AJR um, <laughs> off of their newest album. So a fun one for nice. sure. Good choice. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess I mean, we can get into the episode. Get into talking because we're so excited to hear your perspective yes. on everything, really. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So we thought you could just start out by giving us kind of a quick rundown of your career path, kind of how you got to where you are, education. I don't know, whatever you think is relevant sure okay um so yeah so i started i was a chemical engineer at u of m um go many blue. moons ago go blue <laughs> always yes um and then after graduation i took a job at amico at the time which is now bp um but and moved to chicago and i worked in engineering um, i started in the central engineering group there supporting amico oil and then they disbanded central engineering, and so I moved into uh, the chemical side and was at a plant in Joliet, Illinois. Oh. And so I did that as well. And then during that time, I realized that um, that engineering wasn't exactly what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So um, I went back and I got my MBA at the University mm-hmm. of Chicago. And, and then immediately when I finished my MBA, I transitioned into a business role. So mm-hmm. I took a role as a financial analyst, supporting the same products that I had been working on as an engineer. Oh. So it was a nice, nice transition mm-hmm. just from the same products from engineering into onto the business side. Wait, that's so cool. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was really, it worked, it was a really nice transition. 
Uh, then I was a supply chain manager for a little while, uh, same products again, and then I moved into program management for some different chemical products. And then uh, my kids were born, and I decided to stay home and have kids, <laughs> and uh, you know, um, take care of them for a little while. So mm-hmm. I left the left the paid workforce, um, and um, and and stayed home with the kids for a while. And then um, when they got older, decided I was ready to head back into the workforce mm-hmm. again, and so um, went took a basically an entry level position was the, was the way to get back. Mm. So um, it was a, it was a little humbling after um, my experience for so long to have to kind of start at the bottom. Yeah. Um, but I I sought out a company that had some consulting, so I knew that that was an option. And so I, I spent about nine months working in a tactical role. Then the opportunity opened up to jump into their consulting practice. And so um, I did that. And I've been working as a consultant for a little over two years now. Oh, wow. So. Those are so many positions, like so many it's very different diverse, positions. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, hopefully that that's what I really enjoy about consulting is the breadth of opportunities. And and I think my uh, diverse background helps with that because okay. I have, you know, a lot of experience in a lot of different areas. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. But that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're both like STEM kids trying to put our foot in the business door already. Yes. But exactly. It's very different. It's yeah. a great, I, you know, it's such a good pairing, I think, to have both, you know, a STEM background and a business background. It just sets you up for, you know, for success and provides so many opportunities. There's so many different things you can do mm-hmm. um, and so many different ways to use it. So I strongly encourage you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted to ask, like, did you have any reservations about, you know, kind of stepping away from STEM and pursuing the business degree? And kind of how was that transition from, you know, STEM to yeah, that's an excellent question. Um, at the time, I guess, I was just kind of burned out of engineering, and so I was really excited to try something new. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't as much of a challenge. I mean, it was a, it was certainly a challenge, but it wasn't it wasn't something that I was regretting or, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't have any questions about doing it because I really, um, I did engineering, I think, for about five or six years mm-hmm. before I transitioned over. And at that point, I was ready for something new. Mm-hmm. So it just, it, it was, it, it just worked out well at that time I guess kind of like going further back into the timeline like how did you know you wanted to pursue chemical engineering like (laughs) when you were at an undergrad Uh, yeah that's an excellent question you know, I had an awesome chemistry teacher in high school, mm-hmm. and that's probably how, you know, how most people, you know, get influenced, and she was phenomenal, and so I really, I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I know, you know, I knew I loved math and science, and everybody kept saying, oh, you should be an engineer. I, you know, I didn't even know what an engineer was, and <laughs> and so I just, um, you know, started taking the classes and really enjoyed it, and then especially I loved, I always loved chemistry. It was mm-hmm. always, you know, so, so that was a natural transition transition but I you know I have to say I just kind of fell into it you know once you start taking the classes it just kind of you know you kind of go from there yeah um, yeah it was it was never a big master plan it just kind Mm -hmm. of evolved over time I'll say I mean that's college isn't it yeah exactly exactly. but it's good that like you found out that you want to pursue something else and now you've been doing business for Exactly. Yeah. 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 It worked. Yeah. It worked out. Like I said, it worked out well. You know, you just you try certain things, you do them for a little while, you you know, and and then you say, yeah, maybe this wasn't exactly (laughs) what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. 
even while you were pursuing the engineering degree, did you have any doubts during that process? Were you ever like, oh, I don't know if I can do engineering for the rest of my life or anything like that? You know, I that's a great question. Um, I probably did, but at the time, you know, you just kind of go with the flow, and I had declared my major, and I was like, oh, this is fine. It'll work out. And, um, you know, in hindsight, if I were to do it over again, I don't think I would change anything. You know, mm -hmm. even though I transitioned out of engineering eventually, mm -hmm. I think, you know, it's a great education. It provided a lot of, you know, I, a lot of useful information, a lot of things that led me to where I was. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't think I would change it in hindsight, even though, um, you know, I did end up pursuing something a little bit different down the road. But, um, you know, I think, you know, anything you can do in terms of education, you know, the more broad experiences you are, it just sets you up for, you know, more and more things as you, you know, as you move down the path. Yeah, <laughs> very true. I feel like that's what we're kind of like living right now is yeah we're dabbling in every field we could possibly like get our hands on yeah, yeah. it's really affirming for us especially because we yeah no i definitely have that kind of like imposter syndrome feeling where i'm like oh i don't know if i'm supposed to be doing like politics when i'm doing or like foreign policy when i'm doing psychology or something like that mm -hmm. you know but it's yeah. good to hear that you know you've had a positive experience with being yeah. in different fields yeah yeah i think you know you can definitely jump around and you know you'll you'll it's hard to know when you're 20 years old you know <laughs> what you're going to do for the rest of your life yeah. and so you know just get as many experiences as you can and you know that'll all benefit you down the road <laughs> yeah so can you actually tell us more about what you do for work currently and like the day-to-day -day, all of that mm -hmm. sure um so yeah so my current role i am supporting a client actually out of lyon france mm -hmm. um and so i uh, it's a it's a an equity carve out of a chemical company and so last year they decided that they were going to um you know carve part of the business out and that business was going to operate um on its own mm -hmm. And so as part of that transition, um, they, they used to be on the data systems of the, obviously of the parent company. And when they made the transition, they were on totally new software. Oh. And the data migration did not go well. It's just kind of an understatement. And so things like the bank details for their customers didn't migrate into the new system. Oh. And so they haven't been able to pay people. And like addresses didn't migrate over correctly. And a lot, a lot of, they just had a lot of, of issues. And so we've been going through and just trying to clean up their data and make sure that everything in their system is correct and that all the, you know, all the information is, is accurate and up to date and, and actually that there is information, you know, there was a lot of missing things trying to fill in those gaps. Mm -hmm. And so they just needed, they just needed some outside help. Mm -hmm. And so that's how they, they brought us in. So, um, so on a day-to-day -day basis, it changes every day. You know, it just depends on, on what they need and, um, and we're just there to provide whatever help, we're, you know, whatever they need, we try to help out with. Mm -hmm. um, it was a project that started, it was supposed to last about three months. And um, we're currently trying to get it extended, so we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. But um, it looks like it could go for six or nine months, mm -hmm. um, depending on you know how how much we can get done. So, but yeah, it's fun. It you know problem solving, um, a lot of skills that you know you guys learn in school <laughs> all the time. Um, you know, there's always something new, um, something different every day. 
Um, but yeah, just basically, you know, listening to the client, making sure we understand what, what would be most helpful for them, helping mm -hmm. them prioritize things mm -hmm. and just getting, you know, checking things off their list. Yeah. I've heard that it's really um, like a great opportunity to get into consulting because of how flexible it is. But sometimes I wonder whether it maybe is too flexible. <laughs> Yeah, that I was funny because I was I was thinking today about the pros and cons of consulting, and that I mean flexibility is and you know and being adaptable is the number one thing, mm -hmm. and like you said, it has both pros and cons. You know, you you have to be willing to work in an environment where things are changing. I mean, and you never know how long you're going to be in a client. You know, it's not like you take a position and you're going to be in the same role for an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that might happen, but you know, you can have you can have different clients you're going into every two or three months, mm -hmm. and so you've got to be able to be adaptable and flexible, and you've got to be you know willing to start over mm -hmm. you know again and again and some people can do that really well and some people that makes them very uncomfortable um, you know you've got to be willing to travel often you know depends on the client and things are changing now with you know working from home a little bit more but in general I think in consulting you've got to be flexible to travel and so those you know those can be kind of the negatives but it also is pretty exciting yeah. mm -hmm. you know if, if you end up doing something you don't like well may change the thing, yeah. you know in a few months and um, you know lots of opportunities to try new things to go to different places so um, so yeah it, the flexibility has both pros and cons um, you just kind of have to you know go with the flow mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah lot, lots of different exposure you know you get lots of opportunities to try different things yeah. and especially when you're starting out you know that can be great because it, it gives you a, an opportunity to test the waters in a lot of different areas and see what you really like Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess tying in your business degree, did you, when you were getting your business degree, did you think that you were going to do consulting or just something in the business space? That's a good question. Um, at the time, I wasn't sure. I looked at both. I looked at, um, I did look at, at consulting jobs at that time, as well as doing what I ended up doing, which was staying with the company that I was in um, and just using my business degree um, with that. So I looked at both at the time. Um, and I think, you know, it just, it ended up being a better fit. And I really enjoyed the company I was working for. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I loved working for BP. And so it was just an easy transition to stay there. Um, but yeah, I, um, you know, the, both, I think I would have been happy in either opportunity. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's good to hear. Um, I guess another question, just kind of like more specific to consulting mm -hmm. when your role right now, you had mentioned that the company that you're working for is like a chemical, um, company. Do you find yourself kind of like always leaning towards the chemical like clients or is it just happened to be like. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, actually, the company that I work for now predominantly supports automotive. Okay. And so when I started, I worked. Um, so I, I worked supporting an automotive company for two and a half years, and then it just. But then this recent opportunity, you know, came up back in chemicals again, and so it was, you know. Um, I, so it was an easy transition back to that. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's another great thing about, you know, consulting is that you can, you know, a lot of the skills that you learn are things that are applied across multiple industries. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the, the, the problem solving and the communication skills and the things that you need to succeed, you know, you're going to need to succeed in any industry. So fortunately, you, you know, you can, the, you can transition that pretty well. Okay. <laughs> Um, I guess more speaking more broadly, I know we kind of touched on the pros and cons of consulting, but just the pros and cons of working in the field that you do. Do you have any insight on that? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I let the the nice thing about well, especially for me now, you know, working from home obviously provides a lot of flexibility. And, you know, I do travel occasionally. Um, usually that's for, you know, my current assignment, I'll travel for two or three weeks at a time and then work from home the remainder of the time. Um, and I, you know, I, I love that flexibility. It's nice to be able to work from home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, you know, I, I, going into the client site makes a huge difference. And mm-hmm. I think it's it's really important, especially as, you know, starting out a project, especially to get in there, develop a refo- rapport, um, you know, make sure that, that you, you know, can have an opportunity to interface with people. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in my company, most of the consulting engagements that we do are in person. Um, probably at least you know three or four days a week you're mm-hmm. actually in an office with people um, and you know as when you're consulting with someone you know the the most important thing is to you're making recommendations you're making suggestions and in you know when you want to get when you want people to implement those suggestions you know they have to value you they have to have a relationship with you and i think in a lot of ways that's that's a lot easier to do in person oh yeah mm-hmm. for sure um, and so, um, you know, I think it, it, it's a balancing act, right? Mm-hmm. Like everything else, you know, but especially in the initial stages of a project, um, I think there's a lot of, you know, a lot of value in that, you know, one, that one-on-one yeah. or that face-to-face time. Yeah, especially because remote work is just so alienating. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think, de- I mean, it depends on who you are. I'm, I'm motivated by working with others. And so when I'm at home, um, I know I'm. You know, I, I may not be as effective as I am when I'm in an office setting. And so I know some people that's the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you, you have to, you know, you have to do whatever you can to get things done. And, you know, sometimes it's, you know, it's more effective going in and getting the pressure of working with other mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you have like an outstanding moment, like your favorite moment of working? Um, I guess I'll go back to the last consulting project mm-hmm. that I worked on. Um, we were, um, we were helping one of the big, um, OEMs here, um, with, uh, and, and their relationship with, um, with Ford. And, um, there were, it was pretty exciting. We made a lot of good progress. We saved them a lot of money and they were, and they were really, um, appreciative, obviously. And, you know, getting, when you get that opportunity and that feedback, it's, you know, it, it's really positive. It really helps motivate you and, you know, um, so those are the types of things when you, when you really demonstrate success mm-hmm. and, and generate, you know, big savings. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's personally gratifying as well as, you know, making money for the company. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, those are the things that keep you going. Sorry, but uh, I want to transition. So you did talk about, you know, finding that balance between working with people and working by yourself. I wanted to ask because, um, like during COVID, I saw my parents like working from home all the time and I saw that it was maybe a little bit difficult to maintain that work-life balance. So how do you kind of navigate doing that, especially when you are working from home and like your office is where you live? Right. Yeah. One of the, th- I mean, the biggest thing for me personally is um, I have a, a distinct office space set up 
and I kind of lock myself in there during the day um, because, you know, I find that if if I leave and, you know, it's it's just too hard and mm-hmm. it's too hard to stay focused. So I really try to, you know, set aside that separate workspace and make sure that I stay there dr- throughout the day. So mm-hmm. that's really, you know, how mm-hmm. I, you know, bring my bring up a snack and bring up some food and bring up my water and mm-hmm. have that all with me all day so I don't have to go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's kind of the strategy I use because, <laughs> yeah, if, you know, if you start wandering around, there's always, you know, always you can always find something else to do. So yeah. do you ever find yourself overworking? because yeah 100 percent. yeah I think it's super easy to do when you're home and especially you know I I've got everything on my phone and so you know when people email at night especially it's especially difficult with when you're working for a client on another time zone um, because you know obviously they start work in France right (laughs) now the company I work for is in France and you know they start work at you know two or three a.m. our time and so you know my my phone is pinging all the time Um, so yeah you you definitely it's a big challenge to make sure sometimes I just have to set my phone aside and be like okay I you know I'm not going to look at this or I'm not going to take you know take take this right now so that it's yeah huge issue but um but you know it's it kind of goes without saying I guess the you know some of the advantages is working from home is that you know you can take a little break in the middle of the day and then you know maybe you can go back and decide to work you know at night to take care of some things so mm-hmm. it provides that flexibility as well but yes it, it's very easy to overwork when you know when <laughs> everything is right there yeah do you think you've had to build that self-motivational aspect of it over time and like how has that grown as you've I guess evolved as a career person. Yeah, I yeah, I think um it's a really good question. I think um yeah, I, I mean for me at least I'm a list person and I have, you know, I've got all the things I need to do and have my check marks by everything and that's and that motivates me and that's what I do on a, you know, on a daily basis is okay, what do I have to get done today? Mm. And and that's um you know, I think that's the one the way that I manage it. Um, and so, yeah, sometimes, you know, sometimes that list will get long and, you know, you may have to work a little late or you mm-hmm. may have to, you know, whatever you have to do to accomplish things that you need to have, you know, if things are time sensitive and you've got to get them done, you know, that your work hours may extend. Um, but yeah, I, I, my personal way of doing it is, you know, through lists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel that very yeah. motivational. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I know lists are the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so satisfying to like check exactly. it off. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And that yeah. way you don't lose anything either. It's just like right there. All yeah. There. Yeah. In terms of the professional aspect of, I guess, like always wanting to grow, how have you, um, well, you did mention that you had to kind of start from scratch after, you know, taking the time off to mm-hmm. be with your children. So how did you, I guess, deal with that kind of? Yeah, the, that's one of the things I absolutely love about the company that I work with right now. Um, they just, it's its a great environment for knowledge sharing. They do a really, really good job of that. And so I think that there's there's just a premium spent on, there's a lot of, a lot of internal processes around 
sharing information and making sure that people are available for so if you have questions they do a really good job of you know here's the here's the experts on the topic here are the people mm -hmm. you need to go talk to here's the people you can go to to get information and and I think that's you know hopefully everybody can find a company like that that has the resources I mean I know there's a lot of resources out there in terms of the internet and other things but but there's something else when you can talk to somebody and you know have them walk you through things mm -hmm. um, and and that's really I guess that's the biggest way that I've you know been able to, to gain knowledge is mm -hmm. just through a lot of the internal resources um, I know that you can do that through external resources as well I haven't used that as much but my company does a really good job with that so mm -hmm. I would you know I recommend if you're looking for a company you know check people's culture mm -hmm. on um, you know how how they do knowledge share and you know how because I, it, it's critical. I mean, you got to be, you know, learning and growing in your job is super important. It's going to help. And it's also enriching, right? Yeah. I mean, you don't want to do the same thing every day. You'll get yeah. bored. So. <laughs> no, it's good to hear. The company I work for currently, it's like a marketing internship. And they actually have culture coaches that are designated to, like, help, I guess, grow the company culture, especially because it is a remote company. Oh, yeah. And so it's good to hear that, like, that's a common thing between companies. Yeah, know? yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's had to be with COVID. You mm -hmm. know, there were obviously, you know, changed a lot of the, the way that we work. Um, but yeah, I, um, yeah, finding a company that does that, I think is, you know, really, really important. Mm -hmm. uh, so I guess following kind of the question of taking time off, do you, well, I guess this, that makes it sound bad. That's not what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, do you have any regrets? But I just meant it more in like the terms of starting over. Like any regrets even, you know, with educating choices or anything you've made along the way? Yeah, it's that's an excellent question. Um, and I will say, ha had I known how hard it was going to be to get back, um, I might have made some different decisions. Mm -hmm. But I do think things have changed. I mean, I left a long, you know, I left work a long time ago. Um, and working part-time wasn't really an option for me when I left. And I think, the, you know, there's been so much positive change in that direction since then. And I think it's a lot easier to, you know, keep one foot in if you don't, you know, even if you don't want to, um, you know, you don't have to leave completely. And you can, you know, there's a lot more opportunities um, for, you know, mixing that up or working part-time or, you know, trying to do something to stay involved. And that, that I think would have been, you know, in hindsight, that mm -hmm. would have been a better option for me. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't, you know, I don't regret it. I, you know, I eventually, I did get back in. Mm -hmm. And now there's a ton of things. There were so many resources when I was looking for a job mm -hmm. for people reentering. Um, there's a lot of things out there, a lot of relaunch programs that are, you know, doing, helping people just like me who took some time off and then want to reenter the workforce. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of stuff available out there now. Um, so I think, you know, in hindsight, I may have done things a little bit differently. But, um, you know, at that time, things, it was mm -hmm. just different. And I think you guys will have many more options than I did. And, I, you know, I think that's great for you. I think that there's, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of positives there that a lot of things have changed. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think you can, you can do it all now a little bit more than, than maybe I could when I left. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, it's good to hear that, like, things are improving. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, because I think that is one of the biggest things is like, I don't know, like being a woman, if you want a family and if you want to like raise children, you 
like give birth and you need time to heal so like you have to leave the workforce for a certain amount of time and like i think some people it's just like do i have to give up my professional career because of that and like it's just a balance that you have to work through so that is really good to hear exactly yeah the other thing is like when i left i was in a pretty big job at the time and my husband had a pretty big job too and so we were trying to you know it's difficult to manage okay how are we gonna you know how are we gonna handle this we were both traveling extensively and Mm -hmm. and so um you know we made the decision that i would stay home but you know i think that they that companies are being more flexible now and you know catering jobs that you know allow a little bit more flexibility and mm-hmm. maybe less travel and those types of things so that so that you can do both mm-hmm. um and so yeah i you know i think there's a lot a lot of positives in you know and since i left mm-hmm. yeah. yeah in terms of career choosing i guess like entering the field do you have any advice for people in terms of interviewing, recruiting, um, looking for jobs? Any of that really is helpful. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I guess I can talk a little bit about that. Um, I would say, in terms of in terms of interviewing, you know, just be your genuine self. Um, make sure you ask a lot of questions, um, and you know, get a feel from the company if you can talk to people your level also mm-hmm. you know i mean because a lot of the interviews you're interviewing with people from you know an hr type organization mm-hmm. or whatever but if you can get an opportunity to talk to people even doing the same position that you would be you know that you would actually be doing that's extremely valuable you can find out you know so if you can find out from them you know honest information about the mm-hmm. company and you know what type of hours you're going to be working and mm-hmm. kind of the, those intangibles um, because you know you can get the sales pitch, but it's nice to kind of get the information. Okay, what you know? What am I really going to be doing? Yeah. And um, and then yeah, in terms of I, just interviewing, I would say just you know ask as many questions as mm-hmm. you can. That's really the most important thing. Um, I'm trying to think of other things. Like, do you think there's maybe something that is overlooked by co- people who are interviewing? Um, yeah, it's it's interesting because a lot the interviews I at least some of the ones that I have have changed too, and it's not only you know not only asking questions but there's more case studies now mm-hmm. and more you know um, Excel work you know or mm-hmm. you know testing mm-hmm. that has to be done, um, and so you know just prepare yourself make sure and and don't get discouraged. I mean I know as a company um, you know my company does some you know testing and some other things um, for people that were um, that were onboarding and you know not you know just because you may not succeed at a given thing it doesn't mean you're going to be eliminated from the process Mm -hmm. and so you know you have to look at it you know everybody's looking for the whole person and so you know just don't get discouraged and um, you know it just kind of you know similar to what I mean you guys went through in applying for colleges in the first place (laughs) and you know it's it's the whole the process is cumbersome and it's you know it's awkward um but you know you just you put your best step forward and you know i think nowadays the other thing is just you know going after as many you know it's all about numbers you just mm-hmm. got to go uh, you know at, you know get your name out there to as many mm-hmm. places as you can um try to use your network and so you know bill you know if you have 
people like me or friends <laughs> or, you know, someone else that you can connect to on LinkedIn and, you know, use your resources. Um, it can be a great way to find opportunities and, you know, build rapport with different people and to try to get yourself, you know, get your name out there. Mm-hmm. I think those are all, you know, it's, it's, it's changed, a lo- you know, it's changed a yeah. lot. Um, you know, they're just companies get so many responses anytime they post a job. Mm-hmm. And so you really, you know, it's hard to differentiate yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, just get your name out there as much as you can and be genuine. And, um, yeah, you'll, you'll get your opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something my mom always tells me is to, like, find a mentor in the business space or in yeah. the professional space. So do you have any experience with that, like trying to find someone who maybe you can look up to professionally? Yeah, that's that's an interesting question. Um, I, I do mentor a lot of people within my company, and so that's been fun. My company has a women's mentorship organization, yeah. and so that's the kind of thing that you may want to look out for, too, when you're looking for companies. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, it's important to always have mentors and to have people who, you know, who will guide you and provide you um, advice along the way and someone that you can look up to. And, you know, it's especially nice if that's someone in your organization, someone you report to, mm-hmm. um, you know, those types of relationships. But um, I think over time, you know, you can build build multiple mentors, you know, um, as you work your way through different industries and, you know, you can keep making sure you maintain those contacts. And that can be critical for, um, you know, for coming back into the workplace as it was for me or for, you know, any of your, you know, future information and, you know, every, everything, build those relationships as many as you can um, and stay connected to people on LinkedIn. It's just, you know, it's a great resource. We use it a lot within mm-hmm. our company. Um, and that's, uh, you know, a great way to get your name out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you covered it while we were, we were just a- answering other questions. But what is one thing you wish you knew when you were in our shoes? Like sophomore year, we're trying to look for summer internships. We're just summer positions, maybe like, I don't know. It's just We're like all concerned about getting a job, <laughs> getting a summer internship, putting stuff on our resume, like. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I guess my advice would be don't stress out. <laughs> uh, I and I know that's easier said than done, um, but I think you know any job is a good job. Even you know it doesn't even have to be in your feet. You know don't don't any opportunity. I mean working at Kroger, you know, can be a great you know a great experience. It gives you you know, an opportunity to work with people, which you're going to, anytime you work with people, um, Mm -hmm. especially in any customer service type position, I mean, those are the type of skills that you're going to need in the long run, because you're going to be dealing with difficult people, (laughs) you know, throughout, um, you know, all of your work exposure. So, you know, working in teams, you know, anything. So I would say, you know, yes, it's great if you can, you know, get a big internship with a big company and, you know, um, but don't let that be the be all end all, you Mm -hmm. know, just um, take advantage of whatever, you know, whatever you do, do it and do it the best you can. Mm -hmm. And that's really, you know, and then, you know, use your resume to highlight all the things that you learn. And, you know, even though you may not think that it's exactly relevant or pertinent, 
Um, and it may not be, you know, exactly in your field, but, um, you know, you highlight the skills that you learn. And those are the things, you know, those are the things that are transferable and mm -hmm. are going to be of value in any organization. Mm -hmm. Um, so that would be, I guess that would be my biggest advice. So, mm -hmm. and keep, you know, on your resume, I would say, you know, keep a breadth of experience. You know, it doesn't have, everything on there doesn't have to be exactly related to, you know, mm -hmm. your job. And mm -hmm. so, you know, if you're doing other things or you're, you know, participating in clubs and doing those other things, you know, those are things that you may provide a link to somebody you're interviewing with. You know, they may have the same random experience <laughs> that you do and it just provides a talking point. So the more things that you can, you know, throw out there that make you unique, mm -hmm. you know, those are all things that are going to help you in the long run. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, that I guess that would be my big advice there. <laughs> Yeah, that's very helpful. Mm -hmm. um, if I can ask you to think back to maybe like graduating college or even later in your uh, career experience, um, we talked about this a lot on our podcast, just previous episodes, like feeling maybe that you don't belong where you are, feeling like you're not um, uh, like you're not educated enough to be in the position that you are and like do the job that you have. Um, have you had any experience with that? And one hundred percent all the time. Yeah, um, I think if if you're not comfortable with that, then consulting's not going to be good for you. Because <laughs> I think in consulting, um, you're you're there's always things where I mean, every time you come into a new company and you know you're constantly in the environment where oh my goodness, you know I don't you know do I know how the heck am I going to manage this? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I mean dealing with the unknown it, you're gonna have to be comfortable with that and I think the the big thing there is to know that you know to rely on your ability to learn and that's you know that's what you do at U of M right mm -hmm. in all these classes you're learning how to learn mm -hmm. and you know that that's the skill that you're gonna need anytime you go into any job and um, you know, you sit there and you sit in meetings and you think, oh, my gosh, I have no idea what these people are talking about. <laughs> and, you know, write, to, write down. I encourage you to take as, you know, take detailed notes, make sure and ask questions, you know, constantly ask questions of people and say, OK, you know, what am I missing? What do I need to learn? And then, mm -hmm. you know, you constantly rely on people who know more than you, mm -hmm. um, you know, build those skills up, ask questions and. Um, you know, and then you'll get there and no one expects you to know everything, you know, and so that's the, um, you know, you're constantly learning and growing and just make sure that you, you know, stay, stay proud of your ability and say, hey, I can figure this out. I can learn this. I can track down people who can help me. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and that's, that's really the, the main skill that, that you bring, you know, in, to any job, because there's always going to be things <laughs> that you're not going to yeah. know. Um, with that, I think kind of related, do you ever struggle with maybe accepting criticisms or you know, like take, even just taking advice from people that are maybe higher up or, you know, you don't know them as well. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, the, you have to think of it as an opportunity to learn and grow. And, um, you know, constructive criticism, you're never going to get any better if nobody tells you that what you're doing isn't right and you're never going to do everything right. 
So, um, yeah, that's that I would say that's one of the most important things that you can do is is think of it not as criticism, but as opportunities. And, Mm -hmm. you know, these are the things these are the areas where I need to learn to learn to grow and improve. And this is, you know, how I'm going to be better in the future. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a really big thing is taking it in like a positive way rather than oh I did this wrong and like that's terrible exactly and it I mean it happens to everybody you're not gonna you know you have to always I think there's the expectation thing there too which is just you know in your first few jobs you know and 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 I shouldn't even say first few jobs now you know you're constantly you're never gonna know everything and so if you're not willing to you know to make some mistakes and to seek out people who can help you, um, you know, that's gonna, those are gonna be critical learning skills for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Sorry, this is not very chronologically ordered. I just keep <laughs> thinking of more questions. <laughs> no. Um, but how have you maybe like thought about um, kind of growing as an individual in the career space? So like looking for promotions or um, maybe looking for new opportunities? Yeah, um, I think you know if if you're not if you're not doing that, then you know you're not. I, I would say everybody should always be looking for promotions. You should always be. I mean, not not using that to define yourself, um, but I think you know that should always be a goal. You should always be trying to learn and grow and improve. And if those things happen, I would you know naturally you're going to expect to to progress and be promoted within you know your company. So um, I think that. It you know it depends on different companies. My company has a very structured um, progression, and you know here's exactly what you need to do at this mm-hmm. level. Here's exactly what you need to do at the le- next mm-hmm. level, and you know here's the tick boxes, and you know check these items off, and you know are you accomplishing these things, mm-hmm. and and that that structure I like. You know not mm-hmm. everybody you know likes that much structure, but but yeah I think. Um, you know, however your company does it, you just need to make sure that you understand, you know, what what you need to do it to move up, and you know, then you can personally define. Okay, here's what I need to accomplish. What what do I need to do to set these goals? And hopefully, you have a supervisor that can help you and can help guide you along that process and make sure that you know you're doing what you need to um, to improve and grow and you know, and then obviously move ahead and you know, the promotions are great. It's nice, you know, to make more money and to, <laughs> you know, everything that goes along with that. Um, but yeah, the, you know, as long as you're learning and growing, I think it, that's just, you know, a nice, a nice side benefit of all that is that, you know, you mm-hmm. make more money and, uh, you know, maybe get a little extra pat yeah. on the back along the way. <laughs> Have you ever struggled with maybe feeling like you haven't been growing as much or you haven't maybe receive the recognition that you think you deserve anything like that (laughs) yeah that's a funny question yeah (laughs) I I remember um especially like when I first started at this at this job I was like gosh you know I was exactly that you know it's kind of like gosh I you know I was thinking I was doing you know you know okay and I hadn't you you, and you you know I would say that if you're if you're doing a job for and waiting for someone to acknowledge it, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Mm. And so um, the most important thing is that, you know, you value what you're doing yourself and that you, you know, you, you appreciate it. And if, if you, you have to make sure that you can internalize it yourself, uh, because, you know, 
the external rewards, they don't always come. And then sometimes they'll come in droves and you'll be like, you know, or sometimes you'll do something really small and someone will, you know, like, wow. And you're like, you know, that took me two minutes, you know, like, <laughs> I can't believe. And so, uh, you know, the, the appreciation that you get doesn't always match, you know, your perceived levels of exertion and, you know, what you think you deserve. And so I, my, my advice there is, you know, you, you've got to make sure that you, you know, you give that, that to yourself. You know, and that's the most important thing is that, you know, you, you get that appreciation yourself mm -hmm. and you don't derive it from others. While it's nice to get it from others, mm -hmm. um, you know, that it doesn't always happen that way. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the most important thing is that, you know, you value what you do yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, th I talk about this a lot, but I think just like as you grow older, you start to have to like grow out of that mindset of like getting that motivation from grades or getting the motivation from like these direct like promotions and stuff it, it's really hard when you start because you guys I mean you have been gone through school where you where you constantly get feedback mm -hmm. you know you get that grade and you and you're constantly you know where you stand and that can be a real hard thing especially in the first job when when you know nobody's telling you you know oh thank you for you know <laughs> thank you for calculating that number for me you know you may you're not getting that that you know that instant gratification and so yeah you have to you're going to have to internalize some of it and that can be a real challenge mm -hmm. yeah definitely <laughs> yeah i think we kind of mentioned it in self love maybe in like defining success it's like it's hard to not derive it from other people, like you said, but exactly. it's a huge step into growing as people, mm -hmm. like you said. Yeah. So. Yeah. Everyday struggle. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. I know you said to ask as many questions as possible, <laughs> which I'm not doing a very good job at, but <laughs> no, I just know like after we finish yeah. filming, I'm going to be like, oh, I should have asked this. I should have asked this. <laughs> it's so true. But um. I don't know, I just like listening, like, your questions are great, but your answers are so wise. Like, all the answers are, <laughs> they're very learning too. so much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, well, that's what you get when you're as old as I am. <laughs> um, oh, I have a question. So, how did you find it, kind of? Well, I guess, my first question, so you came out of school, like, as a chemical engineering, mm -hmm. a chemical engineer, and you entered that field, and then how did you, so how did you find that process, and then also, did, how did you find entering the field as a business person. Yeah, so um, I, the career services at U of M were phenomenal, and that was, that was how I got my job. Mm -hmm. um, so I did a ton of interviewing at U of M, and, um, you know, I can't speak to things now, but obviously, you know, back then they did a great job bringing a lot of different people on campus. And so um, I would encourage you to use career services. You know, they were phenomenal. They did a lot of help. I know they do, you know, practice interviews and they help you with resumes and, you know, all those things that you're going to need. Um, so I would say, you know, use those services. And um, for me, I, I really picked my job more on location. I really wanted to work in Chicago. And so um, at the Amico at the time was in downtown Chicago. And I was like, yes, this is exactly where I want to be. Um, 
So, you know, just try to find, you know, everybody has their different goals, whether it's a location or a company or an industry. And so you can just kind of prioritize, you know, what's most important to you. And those things may change over time. You know, just your your first job, it's not going to probably be where you're going to end up for the rest of your mm-hmm. life. And so, you know, um, my son is looking for a job right now. And I tell him, I'm like, just, you know, find a find an opportunity, find something to get your foot in the door. It doesn't mean you're going to be there for the rest of your life. Um, but, you know, get that first job and, you know, start get out there, put your best forward. You know, you can make, you know, show them how excited you are to be there, no matter what the opportunity is. And it, you know, you may end up saying, oh my gosh, I never want to do this again. And that's just as valuable, (laughs) you know, it may be even more so than, you know, than saying, oh my gosh, you know, this is the greatest job ever because, you know, you're, first job may not be (laughs) you know may not be the greatest job ever um but you know so sometimes finding out what you don't want to do can be just as valuable Mm -hmm. so just you know find that opportunity and um and then maybe you'll be like me I mean my first job I absolutely loved it was like the greatest job I ever have Mm -hmm. and so you never know you can have that scenario too Mm -hmm. um but I would say you know just get out there test the waters and, um, you know, you'll, you'll learn from whatever opportunity it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good advice. Because <laughs> I think I have, a lot of people have it in their minds that, like, the job you get right out of college is the job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hard to think, like, oh, I may only be there for six months, or I may only exactly. be there for, like, a year and then move on. Like, that's just kind of hard. Yeah. But Yeah. I think, yeah, you just... It, it goes into your expectations, right? I mean, if you if you worry about it so much and think, oh my gosh, I have to have this perfect job and I'm going to be there for the rest of my life, it, you know, it's just not realistic for most people. And so, you know, just, just find something that, that you're interested in that you want to start in and Um, You know, especially, I mean, I think consulting makes a great first job for a lot of those reasons um, because it gives you exposure to lots of different things, gives a lot of opportunity to travel, which especially, Mm -hmm. you know, as as a young person is exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, for me personally, I think consulting can be a really good starting point for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, But everybody has their, you know, everybody has their different things. A lot of people, some people don't want to travel and Mm -hmm. some people you know, so you just kind of have to find, you know, what what you're prioritizing and then and try it for a while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then you'll see whether it decides, you know, you want to stay for that through that and or choose a different opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This might be a complicated question, <laughs> but how do you figure out what your priorities are without like actually having to, you know, jump into the job and then like immediately realize it's not what you want. Yeah. And yes, I mean, clearly sometimes that happens, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So yeah, I mean, I guess it's an interesting one. Um, But yeah, you just have to, you know, you have to try to to, to know yourself and feel yourself and evaluate, you know, where you are. And hopefully you can get that through through job interviews too, you know, Mm -hmm. and you can kind of get a feel for for the company and what the expectations might be mm-hmm. and you know you um around you know things around travel and the type of work that you might be doing the you know the amount of hours that you might be working all mm-hmm. of those are you know if you can kind of get a feel for that in a job and then 
you know, it's it's just going to be your gut feel for, you know, if you have, sometimes you if you only have, you know, one opportunity becomes really easy and it's like, okay, we'll try this. And, you know, if, if you end up being lucky and have lots of different opportunities, then you're just going to have to weigh those things and, you know, mm-hmm. try to decide, you know, what's more important to you mm-hmm. and what might be the best fit for an initial job. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, you're not going to know probably, you know, in the things you may prioritize when you're job hunting, you may get into a job and say, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? <laughs> you know, this is not what I want at all or the opposite. So um, yeah, you just, you make the best, you know, the best decisions you can at the time and then, you know, reevaluate if you need to. Have you had the feeling of, oh my gosh, I made the wrong choice. What do I do now? What, what would have happened if I had chosen something else? Um, I don't know that I have. I mean, I guess the only the only way I'll say that is um, is just when I was a chemi and working in engineering and I was especially when I was working at the plant, I was kind of like, oh, all right, this is really, you know, that was kind of when I was like, all right, this maybe I don't I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. That was the, the first time I really felt that. And then um, and then I was like, OK, what, am, you know, let's go back and get my MBA and, yeah. you know, let's, you know, find find another opportunity. Um, so I guess that was the that was the only time I really remember that. But even then, like, I, I mean, I still enjoyed my job and everything. And it, you know, it was just it was something I just didn't want to see myself doing for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, other than that, um, no, most of the, you know, every opportunity I've had, I've I've been really pretty lucky, I guess. Yeah, yeah, lots of fun things along the way. And um, yeah. No, it's definitely exciting to hear that, like, even when you did have that um, kind of moment where you were like, oh, I don't know if this is the right thing for me. Like, you were able to reevaluate and, you know, keep improving and be in a place where you're really happy with your professional choices. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Kind of speaking back to the priority things, this is one of my mentors. This is what one of my mentors told me um he was like when you're looking for a job i think people divided them into four it's like you like the people you work with you like the thing that you're doing you like the meaning behind your work or you're good at the thing that you're doing so it's like what are your priorities like in those four and then people can start to kind of like filter things out yeah yeah that's (laughs) yeah i really like that yeah that's good i learned that and i was like that's good. <laughs> yeah, good piece of advice. Yeah. That's what mentors are for, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, all the things you've been mentioning on, like, networking um, and, like, ha- just having a mentor, I just, like, feel like I'm getting exposed to that through my consulting club. And, like, in the moment, sometimes you're just like, oh, it's a lot of work. But then, like, it once you step back, you're like, it's a bigger picture. Like, it's a great opportunity. Right. Yeah, they're just here exactly. to help us through. And, like, I don't know, like, make us the best version of ourselves like mm-hmm. yeah I don't know. it exactly. was a big realization <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the people component of that made me think of maybe a funny question <laughs> i don't know if you have like any fun stories or not fun but um have you ever had like a difficult experience working with someone else at a company and how have you had to like deal with keeping your head there and like um communicating with them and all of that yeah that's a great question um I'm trying to think back. Um, yeah, I guess the um, in um, in the last assignment that I worked with, um, we we were do, um, we were working with a. Uh, we, I was working with Ford, and um, and they had a client, and we were 
uh, really cutting back on the offerings for the client. And so, of course, they were very, very frustrated. And um, and it was a cha- I mean it was definitely a challenge. It was it was difficult. I mean you understand their perspective, and I think that's the you know that's the way to get through it is to acknowledge hey, you know we know this isn't easy for you, <laughs> and um, you know that that's about all you can do. You know you you can't you you try to do the best you can, um, you know empathize, and and then just say you know sorry but this is happening, yeah. um, and. You know, I your people skills. That's about you know. That's where those come in, right? Dealing with people who aren't happy with you. Um, you know, trying to stay positive, um, trying not to let them bring you down, mm-hmm. and you know, just continuing. You know, I, I'm a numbers person, and so that's another way to do it. Is instead of instead of letting you know letting people attack just say okay this is you know here's the numbers this Mm -hmm. is why we're doing what we're doing Mm -hmm. just making sure because if you can justify things then people can still be frustrated but at least you they understand the basis for your decisions Mm -hmm. and that can go a long way in in helping you kind of mitigate that uh because yeah it's you know it's difficult when you're dealing with difficult people and not everybody is nice and um so yeah, taking the high road, you know, and and just always trying to stay positive, and not allowing yourself to devolve into you know into negative conversations mm-hmm. with people and attacking people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I guess those are, that would be my biggest suggestions there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the theme of frustration and relating it back to work life balance, how do you let those experiences, or how do you? make sure that those experiences don't like bring your entire mood down or like like go back into your personal life when you're at home or anything like that yeah that's a huge challenge obviously yeah I mean the you know waking up in the middle of the night because you're you know trying to think about things to do mm-hmm. and whatever it's it, yeah it can be very difficult to manage and not let you know not let work take over in your personal life and so you know hopefully you can find you know you work with a company where you know just back to what Lizzie was saying you know where you've got a lot of of really nice people you work with and you know that can be that can be nice if you have other people you can empathize with and just you know and in my company we um we use Slack, and we're kind of obnoxious on our internal Slacks. But, you know, if you can vent to somebody else, and, you know, um, that goes a long way to just be like, you know, what the heck did that person do, or can you believe this? And, um, you know, it, internal venting helps a lot <laughs> because sometimes you do. You just need to, you know, you're not going to be able to change the situation in all in all you know all the time sometimes you can change the situation but if you can't change the situation you know sometimes it's just nice to be able to vent with people about it and laugh about it Mm -hmm. make a joke about it Um, so hopefully you can find someone to do that with whether it's a mentor whether it's someone within your company Um, but yeah you need a way to you need a way to to vent (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) the community is very important I think exactly people are important yeah yeah Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And that's another good thing to look for, you know, when you're interviewing with a company is, you know, what kind of rapport do you have with the people and, and kind of, you know, what is the, you know, what kind of, what does it, what does the the rest of the workforce look like? Mm -hmm. And, you know, can I see myself fitting in with Mm -hmm. those people? And, you know, can I see myself 
slacking them an obnoxious <laughs> comment. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, so um, yeah, all those are good. It's a real <laughs> good concern. To know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that goes back to like culture, work culture. Mm-hmm. So, which, I mean, your jobs, I feel like, have a pretty good work culture from what yeah. I hear. But yes. <laughs> lack, lack is great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think those are all the questions I can think of right now. Mm-hmm. Was there anything that you wanted to share with us regarding? Let's see, I, <laughs> I did jot down some notes. I think Aww. you guys have asked everything I could possibly. <laughs> <laughs> but let me, I'll glance here quickly. We try. See if there's anything. Yeah, you guys did a great job. <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> no, Brenda's very good at coming up with questions. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I guess the only other thing... Um, just going back to consulting, just some of the other things that I wrote down is just the um, always being an outsider. I think that was mm. that's one thing that I don't know that I realized as much. But, you know, the, a lot of the assignments are short term assignments and you're coming into new companies all the time, always meeting new people, which is good and bad. But, um, you know, you you we talked about um you know, conflict and whatever, but you have to have a thick skin. You know, you're constantly going into companies and you are, you know, they're bringing you in and you're providing advice. And, you know, sometimes people like your advice, sometimes (laughs) they don't. And, um, you know, so you kind of have to develop, you have to develop a thick skin and you have to be willing to, you know, put yourself out there you know, a, a lot of times the companies already have the answers. Mm-hmm. They just, for whatever reasons, they can't always get things implemented themselves internally. And they just need, sometimes they just need an outsider to say, hey, this is what you guys should be doing. Mm-hmm. And it may be a, what they were already planning on, you know, trying to do in the first place, but they just need a little affirmation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, you know, that can happen too. But but it is it is different as a consultant. You're, you don't work for the company. You know, you're coming in as an outsider. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're coming in on a t- as, with a team of people. Sometimes you may just be coming in by yourself. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it can be it can be a challenge. So, mm-hmm. um Let's I've never see. thought about that aspect yeah, of consulting. Me neither. Yeah. It's it was it was different for me too. <laughs> you know, usually you're working on a team and so there's two or three of you coming in, but but yeah, it is different. You're you know, you're entering a company that has an ingrained they have a different culture mm-hmm. than than your co- you know, than the company that you work for. And so, you know, melding those two together, it it can be a challenge sometimes. Mm-hmm. Consulting <laughs> is so deep. Yeah. <laughs> but the upsides, you know, you know, you, you get compensated well for, you know, you have to be flexible. You have to be willing to travel. You have to be willing to change jobs, all those things. And, you know, you get compensated well, be, you know, because of that. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's a plus. As well, and I talked before about, you know, opportunities for exposure. You get, you know, because you're changing, you know, assignments and working with different clients and you get a lot, you know, a lot. You get a chance to learn a lot of different things that you may not otherwise. So, so did I make you more or less interested in being a consultant? I think, I think more, you know, (laughs) like I, I wouldn't consider myself a people person necessarily, but it's good to hear like, um, I guess you have these interactions with people for a certain amount of time. And so that can be good and bad. Like, at least you don't have to like establish a connection with them, you know, in the same way that you do with someone you like work with on a long-term basis. Right. But also... 
yeah like my boss has told me like Brenda you should do consulting like you get to travel and you're young and you should do it and yes. so it's good to hear that like the flexibility is it works for you yeah yeah and it did I mean I don't know that I could have done it while you know while my kids were little mm -hmm. so for me it worked out you know great I was able to re-enter it you know after they were a little more established and yeah. um, you know so the timing was right um, but when you guys, you know, when you're coming out of school and um, it's, you know, can be a great entry level, you know, opportunity. It's definitely like really unique from a lot of other jobs. Like, oh, for sure. It's not a desk job, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, since I am already in kind of interested in consulting, it just really I just learned so much about what consulting means and like <laughs> not what consulting means, I guess, but like what a consultant does and like what it means to be a consultant and yeah, like yeah. the environmental factors of being a consultant I guess mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know it was very cool to learn about <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed every second of it so okay, <laughs> I'm glad yeah <laughs> very helpful mm -hmm, for sure and like I said like all the little bits of advice that you had in every every response was incredible mm -hmm. too so I wish I like was like scribing yeah, take notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll rewatch it. I don't like typing stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I guess if that's all. Um, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yes, thank you. Very thank valuable. you for having me. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> if you uh, have anything else that you want to share later on, even, let us know. Yeah, <laughs> we'll take I advice will. all yes. the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's all for this episode. Thanks for watching. And once again, thanks to Bridget for being on our podcast. Mm -hmm. um, you can find us on YouTube if you want to see our faces. Or you can find the audio version of us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you can find podcasts except where you cannot. Follow us on Instagram at Small Step Society Pod. And with that, we'll talk to you next Sunday. Adios. Bye. One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind.